All right. So Avalon High is a school where, you know, like King Arthur's being reborn and everyone's a person in King Arthur's time in the whole mythos of that. At least all like the athletes. Yeah. Yeah. So what about other legends in like the world? Do they have their own high school somewhere across the country where they're being reborn? Is there a Robin Hood somewhere out there? That'd be pretty fun. Doing a modern take. Like, oh, you got to go steal all of the lunch money from the school or something. Is there is there the rebirth of Paul Bunyan somewhere? That'd be so fun. It's definitely Appleseed just reforming. Planting trees. The Paul Bunyan one's definitely in Minnesota somewhere. Oh, absolutely. We 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 are the Paul Bunyan state, just kind of we claimed it. Yeah, yeah. There's like actually a really you know, decoms are pretty low budget, but there's an even lower budget Avalon High ripoff that's just like Paul Bunyan high. <laughs> Bunyan high. <laughs> Babe the blue ox high. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the DCOM Duo podcast. We're the DCOM Duo. I'm Kelsey. I'm Benji. And we're the DCOM Duo. Yes, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thank See you. you next Good, time. Goodbye. <laughs> next uh, time. <laughs> uh, no, we're actually, we're going to sit here probably for like two hours. Who knows? I mean, that's usually how long we take. Yeah. Sometimes more, sometimes less. There's a decent amount to talk about with. Avalon High. That's right. This week we're talking about Avalon High. Heck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A movie that on our first watch as part of our original marathon did not rate that highly, but I always defended. Yeah. I think on the rewatch, my defending paid off because I liked it. Let me tell you. It's not a good movie. It's not. But like watching it, watching it the first time, it was pretty fun theorizing how it was going to play out we thought it was pretty obvious but we're like but they're probably faking us out so it's like how are they actually gonna like oh you're you think this guy is king arthur but obviously we're faking you out but like what's actually the answer we had so much fun doing that and then yeah okay we need to decide we're just gonna spoil like we're gonna spoil everything eventually i think we just spoil everything from the for a second. No, what if somebody's watching and they don't want to be spoiled? Then then go watch the movie. If you're I don't going, want to spoil them. If you're going on a podcast to listen to us talk about Avalon High, we might spoil you on Avalon High. You saw the lengths of this episode. I want them to live it real time with us. <laughs> gotcha. You just go scene by scene. Yeah. Pause. And they're going, ooh, what's going who is it? Who are they? I don't know because I haven't watched it. I'm just listening to a podcast. That that is what we believe our viewers sound like. Yeah, we would know more if people put more fan mail in. Yeah, what the heck? Uh. Uh. What were you gonna say? I was just like, we should spoil who everyone is. No, I think we should save it. Okay. Okay. So basically, my point was once they got to the end and the actual explanation happened, I was pissed off. I'm like, that's stupid, and it ruined the whole movie for me. (laughs) Not that the movie was, like, really good to begin with, but, yeah. But on a rewatch, let me tell you, it was fun for me. I'm going to speak for myself here. I had a real good time rewatching this (laughs) because 
A, nothing happened, but I was still entertained the whole time, which is rare. Because, like, the amount of plot in this movie is actually so little. Yeah, not a ton happens. And I will give you that I didn't really feel like it was dragging. No. I feel like it was paced pretty well. Usually, like, the worst problem DCOMs has, they're dragging. This one, basically, most of the writing was bad, but I enjoyed it because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a to me just so bad it's good. This is not a good movie, but it was yeah. a great one because the people that I would normally in other movies absolutely hate, so like Miles, I enjoyed <laughs> in this movie because he just was so awful that somehow it turned around and him like anytime he talks, I'm like, I want to just make fun of you. I'm laughing at you, not yeah. with you. I would put this on the lower end of so bad it's good because I definitely get more enjoyment from probably equally bad movies compared to this one. You know, like I'm not going to go to this one usually and be Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch it because it's so bad. It's so funny. I'm just kind of like, man, I don't really need to watch this. Part of that is there's some like genuine good acting in this and some character like relationships feel real and like well done. But that, that's just like a couple of them throughout the movie, which is just didn't have that level of care and detail mm-hmm. and then there's, in the rest. And then there's Greg Sulkin trying so hard not to sound British. Oh, we can talk about that. All right. Well, let's get to fan mail. Do we have fan mail? I don't think so. I didn't think we did. <laughs> but let me check. To log into our account, which is the decom duo at gmail.com. Good plug. Yes. Thank you. I am so talented at the segue call me paul blart nope uh we do not yeah i don't think so it's been a while since we last recorded um so i wasn't sure if there was one and we forgot to do it but that's yeah fine. well if you do want to tell us your thoughts on anything um email us at the decom duo at gmail.com thanks bye Bye, see, see you, you next, next week. <laughs> Why are we doing that this time? Oh. Someone's going to tune off early and just get absolutely messed up. Like, wow, they didn't talk about that much at all. They had just ad reads for the last, like, hour and 50 minutes. Uh, okay, you ready to get into the facto? All right, let's do the decom duo factos. Decom duo factos. They're factos for your decom. Avalon High was released November 12th, 2010. Ooh. Oddly enough, I was um, 11 when this came out. Never watched it as a kid. I don't know if this one was that popular. I like, think I feel it like was. I never heard people talk about this, and this isn't our era. Like, we should have been hearing people talk yeah. about this. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure I knew of of its existence but never really knew what it was about or ever watched it like i don't think they aired it that often mm-hmm. so yeah it is the 81st decom gotcha that's decently late but that makes sense yeah that makes sense um director is Stuart gillard do you recognize that name Stuart gillard you should recognize that name. he probably did other decoms yeah, uh, pretty <laughs> recently of one that we covered, he directed Girl vs. Monster. That, the, that, they feel totally pretty similar. Yeah. I get that. And that feels he, right. He has a bunch more under his belt. He has uh, Scream Team, Full Court Miracle, Going to the Mat, both Twitches, and Hatching Pete. 
it's a wide range of quality there. Mm-hmm. But for sure. Yeah. 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 Not too much more to say about that. Yeah, so we talked. I'm pretty sure you did the girl versus monster facto, so you went into more detail about him in that episode. Mm-hmm. So if you want to learn a little bit more about our director here, go listen to the beginning of the girl versus monster episode, I guess. Yeah. Or have already listened to it. Just be better than us. Yeah. All right. Let's go into our cast. Our main character, Allie Robertson, is played by Britt Robertson. Wait. Uh, no way. Her name's Allie Pennington, <laughs> according to Wikipedia. I guess I just typed her real last name twice. Whoops. <laughs> Allie's played by Britt Robertson. Um. Okay. So she hasn't done like a ton, like a bunch of small movies and stuff. But she was in this movie called Tomorrowland, which is by Disney. Yeah, Brad Bird directed that. Yeah, I think that was the one where they tried to make a movie about the Disney world portion of the park. But, like, is thematically in what that world would be. Gotcha. And I think it flopped hard. It probably did, yeah. Which is interesting also. I didn't know Brad Bird directed that because he's big name director boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think in this movie, Brent Robertson did a really good job, actually. I feel like yeah, I didn't really have an issue with. Her. I feel like she did her role like exactly. She was never one of the people where I felt like I was laughing at the role. What I felt that about pretty much every other actor. She was just pretty like generic white girl. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean, I wasn't cringing at her acting or anything. No. Yeah, um, kind of surprised me. She hasn't done anything else because I felt like yeah. she did pretty well as a leading role here. She was in. Um, a dog's purpose as teen Hannah. So, so like probably the person Hannah has a teen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Hannah is she's probably the like girlfriend of so like the original like golden retriever dog, girlfriend of the owner, and then like you know, he breaks his leg, whatever, they break up. I haven't seen a dog's purpose. I, I have just a lot of dogs dying. They like reunite once he's like reincarnated like four times and he finds his original owner again. His Original owner like reunites with his old like teenage girlfriend, who's probably him. That's my guess. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I only watched a dog's purpose once in theaters. And you couldn't see through your tears. Exactly. Um, she was also so Britt Robertson was in three episodes of the Tangled animated show. Okay. Yeah. That came out a decent bit after. Yeah, I mean just voice yeah. acting, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you didn't really have any Disney Channel ties prior to the movie. Most leading roles so. do. Yeah. I mean, not always, though. Not always. Um, okay, next. Will Wagner is played by Greg Sulkin. Um, of course, he is infamously known as Mason from Wizards of the Place. Where he's allowed to be British. He's allowed to be British in that one. He's like the werewolf boyfriend of Alex, yes. the main character. Um, apparently he was also in As the Bell Rings. Remember that weird like commercial show that yeah. Demi Lovato was no, in? No, we we talked about that in the Camp Rock episode because yeah. it's a mo- it's a show that I forget existed all the time. Remember it? Go, that was weird, and then forget again. Yeah. Um, he was in a Cinderella story Christmas wish. There's a lot of Cinderella story movies. I've not seen many of them. But this one's particularly he is in with Laura Morano. Who is Allie from Austin and Allie? Gotcha. And she's in Bad Hair Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a Disney Channel tie for you. Uh, he's in. He was in the show called Faking It. It was on MTV. 
I, I think I've heard of the show. And uh, Runaways, which was a Hulu original. Sure. So, so okay. it's still doing yeah. stuff? Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, fairly recently. Also, he dated Bella Thorne for a year in 2015. Disney Channel be like, yeah. put our stars together. Exactly. So, yep. That is Greg Sulkin, very British. Yeah, I'm very hard he, not to be British in this they movie. They casted him in a role and wrote as if he could actually do an American accent because his character, like, has to be American. Yeah, for it to for like it, work, for like really. everything to work, and it's funny because he cannot do an well, American actually, accent. He didn't have to be. If you actually he says he wants to be the president of the United States, where you have to be a natural born U.S. citizen, they could have written that out. And honestly, if he was British, and then like it would actually make sense because they're like, oh, he's King Arthur, so he's British, and then like what Not happens to spoil at the everything, end? But everyone thinks he's King Arthur at yeah. one point. But that's what the movie definitely wants you to think, like, and what everybody thinks. Yeah. So yeah. So it'd be funny if he just was British. Which uh, that's what I was saying when we were watching. Like, I'm wondering if this is actually a director's choice where he's like, let your British accent come through a little bit. But even if that's the case, it's just jarring because like every once in a while, you can just tell he's trying so hard to sound American. That was like one of the like goose on IMDb was like, he sounds British. (laughs) That's what I thought that was like. Um, Next, we have Miles is played by Joey Polari. Um, there's not too much that he's done. Uh, he was born in St. Paul, Minnesota, Whoa, which is fun. Shout out Minnesota. Yeah. So I wonder he, if he went to Paul Bunyan High. <laughs> he performed in stage productions at the Guthrie Theater in the Ordway Center. That's, that's relevant Minnesota, to us. <laughs> yeah. Relevant to us. Relevant to Minnesotans. Um, he was in Love, Simon, the movie, as a minor role at... So in the movie, Simon is trying to figure out who his, like, anonymous pen pal lover boy is, right? Mm -hmm. And he thinks it's um, Joey's character for, like, a scene, and then it's not. So, but he was was in it. (laughs) So good for you, Joey Polari. Cool. Not done much else. I no, not not anything really. He didn't no. really do a good job in this movie, but again, I don't think he was given much to work with. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Marcos, played by Devon Gray, and I'm like, I recognize this guy. Um, can you guess what I recognize him from? Because I'm pretty sure, looking at what he's been in, this has got to be the only thing I recognize him from. Um, you're never gonna guess. Ah, uh, so it's not Days of Our Lives. It's not. What is it? It's Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh. <laughs> okay. He was in that. He was like the oldest foster sibling that Drake and Josh like hang out with in that movie. So, but my enjoyment of of Avalon High is like ninety percent because of his character, because of Marco, because of Marco, <laughs> and I will say. It's something I don't think I picked up on the first time just how funny it is. He's ridiculous. He every scene he's in, and it has no purpose being as funny as it is. Yeah, it's so dramatic, and for what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get to it. Every scene that he's in, he just steals. Yeah. Uh, he also was in two episodes of The Flash as the trickster. Ooh. Ooh. 
Apparently, he also portrayed teenage Dexter in the show Dexter. Sure. Dexter was big. Yeah. All right. Next, we have Jen, who was played by Molly Quinn. Uh, She was in We're the Millers. Okay. She was like the daughter of the weird family. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I Ron Swanson's daughter. I think I recognize her from that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'll say this about her again. Like, I think she did decent in this movie but had like no lines yeah like she didn't but really, really have a lot funny of room because she was like trying to act her heart out and, oh, the, and she was crying the one at scene point. yeah the one scene she, where she's just crying the whole time she's like i gotta put my whole heart and soul into this it's just very funny to me because for what yeah i think that's what this movie should be subtitled avalon high for what <laughs> and, like, why? and for what for why 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 are people going this like serious for this movie yeah it makes it very fun why did they make these choices that's no that really sums up the movie um she was also one of the voices in the winx club revival on nickelodeon good for her yeah (laughs) also she was in a horror film called agnes don't think i've heard of that one i don't watch horror it was like an indie horror film i guess also she had some cameos in guardians of the galaxy two and three like she was like Howard the Duck's date at one point, <laughs> and in the third one she was like a ravager. So good for her. Yeah. Um. Next we have Lance. He's played by Christopher Tavares. Uh, the only thing I wrote down for him was that he was in six episodes of Casey Undercover, which was a Disney That's Channel. That's probably show. why he got casted. I'm pretty sure Casey Undercover was Never after mind. this. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. He doesn't. He didn't really do much. Um, and finally, I have Mr. Moore. He's played by Steve Valentine. Uh, he's in two other DCOMs. Can you guess what they are? Uh, if I if I thought about it long enough, I could. Add, I feel like I could get some good guesses for you, but I'm not going to guess. Okay, he's in the Wizards of Waverly Place movie. Yep, could have gotten that he's one. He's like the villain-ish yeah. guy. And you know the other one? What's the other one? Teen Beach movie. He's one of the villains. So he's a little typecast. Yeah, he's he's a villain in three movies. Spoiler. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, he's also he's in a Disney XD show called "I'm in the Band." He's probably the villain in that. Yeah, probably. He's also done some voice acting. Uh, this is for Alex, who was on the show before. She was in the Cadet Kelly episode. Uh, she really loves this video game called Dragon Age. Don't know if you heard of it. Uh, he voices Alistair, who is the love of her life. Absolutely. Hard stop. Love of her life is Alistair from Dragon Age, and he is that voice. Wow, that's just gonna break her bubble. Well, I texted her earlier, and I'm like, "Yo, the voice actor's in a decom," and she's like, "Yeah, I'm not surprised. He was in a Disney XD show too." <laughs> and like, she already knew. <laughs> um. Okay. So my only fun fact is about the book. So this movie is based on a book by Meg Cabot. 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 Um. I think we should wait to talk about the book till we're done with the movie. Because I'm just going to spoil the whole book. Why not spoil the whole movie first and then talk about the book? She wrote Princess Diaries. She wrote Princess Diaries, too? That's awesome. So, good for her. Cool. All right. So, yeah, we'll talk about the book after because let's hold off on all the spoilers. You ready for the Disney Plus description? Let's hear the Disney Plus description. Pretty sure this is the longest one we've had. They have to put in every single actor. 
Okay, I'm not going to say all the actors because I literally just did. Just know that every single character they mention in this description has the actor name in parentheses right after it. Okay? Cool. We all agree. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have to be the one to agree to this. I don't care. Yeah. Allie Pennington is ecstatic when her parents tell her she will now be attending Avalon High until she graduates. She can finally join the track team and make new friends and be a normal high school student. But shortly after arriving... Allie discovers that something strange may be afoot. While researching a term paper on King Arthur's legacy, she begins to notice some interesting parallels between the past and the present. From handsome quarterback Will, his cheerleader girlfriend Jen, and their best friend Lance, to Will's brooding stepbrother Marco, a quirky kid named Miles, and football players who act like knights (laughs) of the round table. The deeper Allie searches, the more convinced she is that her school is a contemporary Camelot, and it's up to her to solve the mystery of Avalon High before notorious traitor Mordred wins again. I love that. It's like, yeah, all these characters are part of the round table. Also, some football players. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, jumping to the very end without spoiling anything. Now, at the end, there's not enough characters to be all the knights of the round table. So there's some people that aren't in. They throw in the some random guys. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty yeah. funny. And first off, I, I just want to say once again, this is a weird plot for a movie. Like even for just a film like this. I feel like King Arthur is someone people don't really care about. I Maybe like- I'm wrong about that. I mean, it's kind of fun to go into that story arc. It's, it's kind of a fun concept. Yeah. I feel like there's other things that would be more exciting to be like, this is the rebirth of this, like, crazy thing. Yeah. When but, I started reading the, like, spark notes for the book, I, my immediate thought was, yeah, this sounds like it makes a better book. Than yeah. Movie. Which it probably does. Yeah. You can go deeper into a lot of things and actually talk more fun things about all how the book goes and you just can get deeper into stuff yeah and that would be better where this movie it's just like you have to explain the king arthur stuff because it's not just secondhand knowledge to everyone yeah and i mean i still don't know all the king arthur stuff i don't know how much stuff's made up for this movie and i feel like from what i know it's pretty accurate yeah literally all i know about king arthur's story really it's from the board game Avalon. That's what I was going to say. Like, Avalon has these characters in it. Um, this description is so long. And it's accurate. But why do they have to go into that much detail for a little description? I don't know. And, like, introduce all of the characters. I'm just happy they said Marco was brooding. Yeah, they did. Okay, are we ready to dive into yeah, the movie? Yeah, we took a little bit of time there, but we always do. All right, let's dive into the Yeah, no, no longer than we usually do. Okay. So we open up on the movie. It's very dramatic. There's like black screen with like the shield, Avalon High, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's some horse riding on a beach. Yeah, they come back to this beach a lot because apparently they found a spot in New Zealand. Yeah, to no, film. I confirmed that while doing the factos. They did film in New Zealand. So. They flew like every actor out to New Zealand to film like on one location yeah um so there's like horse horses being ridden into battle they have like armor and shit um 
So I wrote it's very picturesque. Um, and then there's some slow-mo jousting. And then there's a flash, and Allie isn't on the horse anymore. Um, she's like laying on the beach dead. She got knocked off the horse. Allie. Yeah. We haven't even met her yet. Um, she already died. Yeah, just kidding. It was all a dream. She was what? dreaming. Her mom runs in because Allie fell off the bed. And they're like, oh, you used to do that all the time when you were four years old. You would dream of medieval combat. So she just dreams of knights. Yeah. And the mom's like, all right, you should unpack. So we figure out, like, oh, they just moved here. Um, And then Allie looks at this Avalon High student handbook. And then she sees, like, a track and field handout. And she goes, what's the point? Which is so dramatic. It's it's funny, but honestly, like within five minutes, makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it makes no sense right now. That's like one of the first things movies has crumpling. It's like, oh, why can't she do it? But like, they actually have a good reason why she couldn't. Yeah, it's not. It's too dangerous to go run in a circle, <laughs> which is what I expected when I first saw it. Yeah. So the parents are unpacking and Allie comes down and um, all the parents talk about is King Arthur and the round table. Like they're like professors or something. And um, they are one dimensional characters in that. Well, I, OK, I'm going to first immediately scratch that. They're better than one dimensional characters. I actually think the parents in this movie are like decently well written, but they are one dimensional in the fact that they have the classic decom parent issue of. They only talk about one thing. They love King Arthur. Yes. And I feel like a lot of decom parents only talk about their job, their job, their job or something. Yeah. If they're not an important character in the story. And the parents ultimately are just plot devices. But I, I think they do a little bit better than that. They actually feel like real parents in some scenes in terms of they care about their daughter and hope she succeeds and just have their own interests beyond stuff. Like have a relationship with each other, but also all they talk about is King Arthur, and that's like all that Alan will say to them is, "Wow, you guys only talk about King Arthur." Yep. Um. So they're like unpacking, and Allie picks up a book and goes, "Ew!" (laughs) It's because there's like dust on it, but I thought it was funny that just a shot of her picking up a book. Ew. (laughs) She doesn't like reading. Um. So then we learn that the. Parents usually move every six months, which is kind of wild. But they're just like historians. And they're like, oh, we're always on the move. Well, I'm guessing they might have guest tenures at universities. This is maybe, yeah. Because how many universities need uh, two forever professors of mid- medieval They don't have literature? to work at the same university. Well, then they probably couldn't live together. Just go in the middle of two... There's universities next to each other, like... Yeah, well, then they have to get the two jobs there. I'm wondering if, like, a guest lecturing ability is Maybe. easier. I don't know. It's also plot convenience. Yeah, well, yeah, so they usually move every six months, but this time they're staying for three years. And Allie gets really excited that she gets to graduate high school at Avalon High... Because it means, you know, she doesn't have to move in six months. She can be on the track team and have friends. And she's excited about it. Yeah, it's no, it's cute. a genuine yeah, reason to be excited. Okay, so then we see Allie out on a run. And there's some more opening credits. And then she runs into a boy at the drinking fountain. And he says, after you, in a very British accent. 
Um, and then he drinks water and she like sees a flash of them like filling up like a chalice. Yes. They're like, <laughs> oh my god, my knight in shining armor. Yeah. And it's and then she leaves and it's weird. And it, she has this out all throughout the movie and she never really thinks much of it. No. She just sees them wearing like armor all the time. Well, I think part of it is what she says, she lampshades it like at the very beginning of the movie where it's just, she says, oh no, I'm only thinking like that because my parents literally only talk about King Arthur. Yeah, maybe. So that's all I can think about. Don't, I'm definitely not um, the sword Excalibur. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Um, okay, so now we're at school. Her mom drops her off and she's nervous, but it's fine. And she's like, okay, I'm going to try out for track after school. Um, and then we see Marco for the first time. And he's being really mean to Miles as Locker. I don't remember exactly what they were saying, but it was stupid. Um, then uh, the boy from the drinking fountain earlier, he comes in. He goes, it's enough, Marco. And then they just like have a stare down. Yeah, they're like, what are you going to do about you it? Find it? You find out they're brothers. But, like, before that, there's some, like, tension between okay. them. Marco's like, what are you going to do about it? And, like, you're going to beat me up or something? And Will's like, you're not worth the detention. And then... <laughs> Stupid lie. I was saying there, I think the writers of this movie are, like, patting themselves on the background. Cool, that sounds, but it does not sound cool. And then, quote Benji while watching this movie, they're going to kiss. It's just a brotherly kiss. Yeah, so we learned that they're stepbrothers. Um... I also wrote that Miles is annoying while this is happening. Yeah. I mentioned it in the actor segment, but I love Miles, even though he is terribly written. And that's why, like, I just could make fun of him the whole time because he's the worst. Yeah, for real. Um, okay, so then Will sees Allie and they say hi and introduce each other with their names. Um, I wrote that his accent is so bad. Like, we can't show it to you guys because we're not playing the movie right now but watch this movie and just listen to him try to be american it's so funny it's maybe it's just us having heard him speak in a british accent way more like are we confident that he's from britain yeah i okay. looked it up yeah like it would be really funny to me if that was just his normal speaking voice <laughs> and we were funny. just like making fun of him yeah um okay so ali's being awkward and she's trying i feel like the writers are like Oh, and she's being awkward in, like, a cute way, but it's really not. No. It's just lame. Um, and then we learn that Will's a quarterback for the football team, and he's, like, class president. He is Mr. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think in a scene very close by, they start going, like, he gets straight A's, he's class president, he's leading the football team yeah. to, like, new heights. He does everything. He does everything, and he does everything amazing. And yeah. he's polite. Yep, because he's British. Wait, just kidding, he's not. Um, then Allie meets Will's girlfriend. Her name is Jen. And then their other friend comes up. We just get to meet everybody. His name is Lance. Mm -hmm. Hmm, I wonder who they are. Uh, so Lance is like, Jen is the coolest chick in school. Yeah, Um, I'm going to spoil this part. I don't care. These two are cheating. Well, Jen is cheating on Will. Will with Lance. Yeah, because like right away you could pick up that's Lance a lot. So hard. Yeah, that's Lance a lot in Guinevere whatever. Jen is 
Genevieve. Genevieve. I think, yeah. Yeah. So it's, they like name them after the characters. It's so obvious. Um, uh, so they all go because they all have the same first class together. It's European history class. Let's go. Uh, so the teacher is like, wow, Will, you're going to lead the team to state this year. If only I had a full class of Will Wagners. Like, you're the best, Will. Yeah, everyone's kind of crazy about that. Also, people treat state um, in this movie going to football state. And they do this in other movies, too. They treat it so highly and like, that's the one thing you can do. It's like the Glee Club saying, we got to get to regionals. We got to get to nationals. Nationals. I don't know. I don't see Glee. That was that was a line for you. <laughs> oh, you don't? Okay. Yeah. I don't watch Glee. <laughs> oh. So, let's put out the teacher. His name is Mr. Moore. Uh, he has a cane. Yeah. Why does he have a cane? It's for the third act reveal. Okay. Whatever. Um, so he's like, oh, hey, Allie, new student. I know about your parents because they wrote the textbook we're going to use on King Arthur. Would that be an embarrassing way to be introduced to class or people? A little, but like, I wouldn't be that embarrassed about it. No, and I feel like no one really cares. And I feel like that would be the normal reaction. But people would kind of be like, oh, well, we should find that person to do their Right? For us. Well, then Lance goes, he coughs. He goes, easy A. And the teacher coughs back, nobody asked you. And like, wow, this teacher is so cool. Yeah, it's such a friendly, fun relationship. This is like the only class we get to see in this school. So There's like one more. Five minutes <laughs> later. Science class. Yeah, way later. Um, okay, so then Allie sits down and says hi to the kid next to her. And he's like, for your eyes, you're making a mistake. And she's like, what, sitting at my desk? And he's like, no, you're talking to me. I'm such a loser. Yeah, this is fucking Miles. He's so annoying. Miles um, is the stereotypical nerdy kid who's like, oh, my God, if you talk to me, you'll never be popular again. Yeah, I'm yeah. a nerd and nobody likes me. And it's like people aren't like in real life. It's a no. very unrealistic Well, trope. I feel like I have met people like Miles, where it's like, dude, people aren't avoiding you because you're, like, a nerd. People are avoiding you because you don't really know, you don't have social skills. Yeah. You're just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, Allie is like, we can be friends, and he's like, whatever. Allie is very determined to make this a friendship. Yeah. Why? I don't know why she was trying so hard. I don't know. A challenge. So then Mr. Moore says, we're going to do research papers and we're going to do them in teams and I'm going to pair you up the way I like. And then he has this like knight helmet. Um, and they're, then, they're the Avalon Knights, which yeah. first off, that's and a pretty good school name. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Well, and it's a European history class and they're doing a research paper about like King Arthur and Camelot. So like it all fits the theme so that's fine but he has these research topics in the helmet and then he pairs the people up his choice like i guess you're, oh you're sitting next to each other you're paired up and they pull the topic out of the helmet and then they hold it up for the teacher to read out loud it's unhinged for no reason <laughs> for no re- why can't they read it i don't know it's it. so dumb it's very funny to me so the topics we see so far are architecture of camelot Sports of Camelot, which Will gets because, of course, he does. Um, the tragedy of Camelot. Guess also, who gets this one? Also, I would like to point out that these are 100% rigged. 
100 percent yeah yeah like they have to be for the plot to work out later yeah on. so the tragedy of camelot is the love triangle between king arthur genevere and lancelot guess who has that research paper oh my god is it genevere and lancelot i'm pretty sure jen and will were actually but it doesn't matter lance for sure gets it um okay and then miles and Allie draw and their research topic is the order of the bear what? And Allie's like, what? Uh-huh. I've never heard of that. Which is weird because her parents know everything, right? Um, but the teacher is like, oh, just ask your parents. I'm sure they've heard of it. Um, and then we see Marco also in the back, and he's looking very evil. Um, and then Miles has like a very sudden piercing headache, like vision. Yeah. Like imagine um that's a raven, but like it causes him pain. Which is funny because he deserves to be in pain because he sucks. Yeah. And then we see a flash. He sees Allie like tying her shoes on the track outside. And then he snaps back to reality and Allie's like, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, it's nothing. Just tie your shoes. And she's like, what do you mean tie my shoes? He's like, just, just tie your shoes. He's being weird. He, he's just a weird dude, you know? He's a weird dude. All right, so we cut to track tryouts, and the football team is also she's there. She's so happy she can do track now that yeah. she's, which is good for her. Yeah. Happy days. And then Allie trips and ties her shoes, just like the vision. And we see Miles was in the stands, and he starts to leave. But he just, like, wanted to be in the stands to see his vision come to fruition. Yeah. That's weird. He, he's just like, I need to know if she actually has her shoes untied. Yeah. Um, okay, so then Will plays football, and he and then Allie's watching him, and she sees them all turn into knights with swords. This happens a lot. It's kind of weird. Um, and then the race begins, and she's all distracted, and she starts from behind. Um, and Will's watching the race, and we see some slow mo butt running shots, is what I wrote down. Um, and then Allie wins despite being behind and Will's. Impressed. I mean, if you start a little late, it's running like, yeah, it's a long enough race. I think it was a 400. It's fine. And the coach is impressed and lets her on the team. Woohoo. Wow. She's good at running. Yeah. Yes. At home, Allie boasts about the tryouts and there's like shaky cam happening. Yeah. We, again, this film takes itself too seriously, in my opinion. And yeah. Uh, Again, I enjoy that fact, but I also identify that as a problem for the film being a film. Yeah. Because they're doing, like, these shaky camps to make it more feel like an indie, like, film with some horror elements. (laughs) And, like, oh, what's going to happen here? And it just looks like your average indie film where they're like, oh, my God, some shaky camp. Shaky camp. I don't know why they did it. so weird. They could have just put it on a tripod and it would have looked perfect. Um, and then Miles shows up at the door and he's like, I'm here to start the research paper, even though it's not due for three weeks. Let's start tonight. It's um, weird like that. Yeah. The parents are like, oh, my God, you have a boyfriend? And Allie's like, nah. And they drop it. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, yeah, he's not cute enough for us to press the issue. Um, so then it's like, you know, cuts like kind of night time ish. Um, we learn that Miles likes to do his assignments in half the time allowed to prove he's better than everyone. Again, he's the worst. He's the worst. He doesn't do it to like feel the 
lack of stress, which is something I could understand. Uh-huh. He does it out of spite. He is yeah. fueled purely by spite. He's like out of hatred. Other people aren't even giving him. He's the type of person that's like, I'm gonna be an asshole towards everyone before they can be an asshole towards me. He's an incel in cooking. Like, yeah. He he's being baked in like seven more years. He's an incel. Yeah. Um. Okay. So they can't find a book on the order of the bear. And Allie doesn't want to ask her parents at first because she's like, oh, if they hear I'm doing a project on King Arthur, they'll go nuts. Um, and then Miles like, what do you think they ate in Camelot? And Allie just like answers. And she's like, how did I know that? Again, that's one where I could totally believe her just being like, yeah, of course they ate what food they could get. Yeah. And I would know this because my parents teach about this. Yeah. Um, and then Miles has another vision. And we don't get to see the vision, though. He just, like, does a little, ow, oh, I have a headache. And Allie's like, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, nothing. Um, Do you have ice? And she's like, oh, yeah. And then she, like, stubs her foot or her toe or something. Miles quick runs, grabs ice, and puts it down, like, okay, here's some ice. Let's get back to work. This is a funny scene about it. Was a, it's a imagine, funny gag. Imagine getting, like, psychic visions of the future. And you're just the, oh, she's going to stub her foot. I'm going to go get some ice. And then you getting the ice is what causes her to stub her foot. That is pretty funny. It's just like, that's a good gag. Um, Allie's like, how did you know I was going to stub my foot? And Miles is like, oh, because you're clumsy. Let's get back to work. <laughs> and they just accept that. Yeah. Um, okay. So then they go and ask the parents about the Order of the Bear. And they have like a secret book. It's in like a secret bookshelf with wrapping around it and then the book glows like the front of the book glows it's a very cool book it's very pristine um and so they learn that the order of the bear believes that king arthur will be reincarnated when he is needed to save the world from the darkness or whatever is going on um mordred is also going to be reincarnated to lead like the dark forces and try and start another dark age i don't know and this is just a conspiracy theory people believe and that's what the teacher's making them do a report on. And the mom's like, this isn't a joke, Allie. So people take this seriously. And then they, like, make fun of the mom for believing yeah, but The mom is a 100% believer. Yeah. The dad's, like, a 20% believer. Yeah. Um. Okay, so then Allie wakes up in the middle of the night to go read the book some more. And she opens up the book and she's, like, slowly turning the pages. And then she says, Camelot. And then there's a fire transition of like a drawing of a castle in the book to the actual high school, which is like and also it's so a castle. similar. It's fire. <laughs> this this little transition scene for you. Um, okay, so after class, um, <laughs> I wrote evil T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Moore. <laughs> they don't. He's supposed he's to be decently me. hidden as evil. It's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious. Just from like, oh, he's a little unkempt. He's yeah. gotta be evil. <laughs> he's evil. He always um, he speaks a little like methodical. It's gotta be evil. Yeah. So he like asks Allie about the Order of the Bear book. And she's like, Oh yeah, I found the book, whatever. And he's like, What do you think of the prophecy? And Allie's like, I don't know, it's pretty far fetched. And he's like, Oh, well, I totally believe in it. Um, he's like, you're a really lucky girl to be able to read the prophecy firsthand. Just like, oh, her. I definitely don't want to read it myself. 
Ali's like, oh, I could bring it. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's far too valuable for you to bring it to school. And then she's just kind of like, okay. (laughs) She doesn't say she's going to bring it to him, even though later she does. Yeah. But she never says it. So it's just kind of like, oh, no, no. Meanwhile, Miles gets jealous. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God, I'm the teacher's pet. Well, he's also like, were you in trouble? I don't want to be friends with a troublemaker. And Allie's like, oh, so we are friends. Yeah, again, Allie's very determined to make this a friendship. Which, yeah. sure, you can choose your own battles, but, like, I don't know. And then we get another evil shot of evil Marco, like, looking at them. God. Every single time that Marco's on screen, it's great. Marco just sits there and stares. And he's got this perfect face for the role. Yeah. I don't know, like, it's a good casting on that part because he just stares at you and you're like, oh, this guy's supposed to be bad news. But it's just funny because the well, like the music will get dramatic when yeah, it pants on him. You, well, you believe he's evil too because there's like evil sounding music playing while he's staring at them. It's weird. Um, okay, so then Miles and Allie go to lunch and on the way Allie sees Lance and Jen flirting on the staircase. Oh, snap. What? Are they together what um and then battlefield by jordan sparks starts playing it's pretty funny because it's just random. why does love always feel like a battlefield 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 and it's not very long no it's amazing though she's ally's like out for a run and battlefield is playing i never meant Iconic. to stop um it's incredible so then ally comes across will under a funky looking tree and he, like, found her hat that blew away. I don't know. Will was also out for a run. Will likes to run in this spot. Yeah. He invites Allie to stay and sit with him. And then they're like, listen to the wind in the trees. It's like music. And Allie's like, football players aren't supposed to talk like that. Like, football players aren't poetic, Will. Oh, my God. Just be a jock. Will, you're so different. And then Will tells Allie that he used to love football, but now everyone's, like, counting on him to win and get a scholarship. She's like, you need to win a scholarship? He's like, yeah, if I don't get a scholarship, I can't go to college, which he has straight A's and is class president. What do his parents do? He also hosts a party that's very well stocked in a fancy house. Which makes me think they have money. So really, Will, this is your only way to get into college is play football? I really doubt it. It doesn't seem right. And then Allie's like, all great athletes have pressure. You just need to embrace it. Remember what it felt like to win? And then, like, just try and get that feeling again. You have to want it with all your heart. Very generic. And the world goes, wow, that was, thank you. Like, <laughs> that was so deep. Yeah, but say it in a non-British accent. They <laughs> They act like this is so deep and poetic for Allie to Again, say. Again, this movie is very serious. And then even Allie's like, whoa, where did that advice come from? Who am I? It's not deep. It's not good. It's like fine advice. She's What she said is like, hey, remember what it felt like to win? Try to win. Make this be like, I want to feel that again. Yeah. Oh, and then Will gets a call from Jen, but he doesn't answer. He goes, bet you wondering why I didn't answer my phone. <laughs> That's weird. He's like, don't ask me why I didn't answer my phone. <laughs> and Allie's like, okay. 
She doesn't. Yeah. Also, we learned that they've been together for three years, which they're like sophomores right now. Mm-hmm. Wait, is he cornerback football team as a sophomore? Or is he older? I know Allie's a he sophomore. Might, he might be older just for the fact that if he's trying to get a scholarship, well, actually, if you're going to try and get a college scholarship in football. He's probably a junior, right? Junior might make sense, but they do give sophomores college scholarships for football. Mm. Mm. But I would guess he would be a junior, which still fits. It gives him a lot of time if football doesn't work to find a backup plan for college anyway. Yeah. Anyway, then Allie invites Will over to her place for burgers. Cuts dad burning the burgers on the grill. The parents are like drooling all over Will. Like, oh, Will, you're so cool. And then they like quote a poem about King Arthur and they compare Will to Arthur. I wonder why. I wonder why. Do you you think he's King Arthur? No Or something? That's crazy. Um, And then dad. I personally think he's nothing. Dad puts the fire out on the grill and the mom offers Will some lettuce. She goes, Will, you want some lettuce? Like, she doesn't say salad. She says lettuce. They, they made a salad, but it only has one ingredient and they got lettuce. made butt up. So now they're just like, fine, here's our here's lettuce. Our, here's our lettuce. There's no dressing on it. It's just lettuce. Um, while leaving, Will invites Allie to a party at his house after the game. And then Jen calls again. God, <laughs> Jen calls again, and he leaves to answer. So he finally answers. And then Allie goes back inside, and the mom's like, "Um, did he ask you on a date? Like, was this a date?" And Allie's like, "No, no, no. These were friend. These were burgers. friend burgers <laughs> and a football pep talk. Because remember, her like advice was super deep. Yeah, and everyone knows how important that was. Yeah. Now cut to football game." Molly and Miles are watching from the crowd, along with Allie's parents. I want to I wanna mention this about a football game. Well, hold on. Okay. Allie's parents have a comically large book. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, first off, that's funny that they just still bring their, like, little trinkets. Well, the dad is, like, reading a book and the mom's watching the game because she's obsessed with Will, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, they do football games three times in this movie. Yeah. And they also have quite a few practices i am a huge football fan this is probably the worst football film i've seen in terms of like making it look realistic at all really? nothing in here makes any sense it on does, any level it does to someone who doesn't know football that's probably what the director is yeah like someone who's seen a game once yeah you know like the way the players are interacting with each other and stuff and the way drama is happening within the games and most explicitly, and I'm going to get to the details on this when we get to the different points of it, the rules, they just blatantly get wrong multiple times. And it's really <laughs> funny to me. And it's not like, oh, there's small rule differences between different levels because high school, football, college football, NFL, all different rule sets. And I yeah. get that and understand that. The rules they get wrong here don't make sense under any level and it's hilarious to me because just no one in the writer's room must know football <laughs> because they you just have to change the plot not that much but slightly to fix the issues but no one did 
I love it. I love when simple things that shouldn't go wrong go wrong. Um, do you have an example now? Or you want to wait? Um, this first game, from what I remember, mm-hmm. we only really see one play of it. Yeah, we see like Avalon gets a touchdown. Yes. Um, there's not that much wrong in this first one, especially rules wise. Uh the only play we see is we see Will throw a pass to Lance. Lance is the star wide receiver. Yeah. And he breaks a couple tackles and scores a touchdown. They do from this one play win the game and like that's the end of the game. Um notably they don't kick an extra point. I'm bringing this up because something happens in game 2 that's the stupidest part of everything. But we'll get to that when we're talking about game 2. Um and like theoretically a walk-off touchdown completely possible and nothing in there is actually anything wrong. It's just very rare in football to have a buzzer beater. Yeah. That's not that's not how the sport usually is. There's a clock that runs and the clock is out, the game is over. Yeah. And they don't act like the clock was running out here or anything. No, it's um, weird. As far as the game on the field, the way like people are blocking in the movie doesn't really make sense. Part of that is they're like high school kids as well. It's not going to look that good. But like <laughs> the way people are trying to move, it's very clear they got told where to end their movements at rather than actually pushing against each other. Mm-hmm. Like the D-line and the O-line are just like standing up and touching each other rather than trying to move each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Cool. All right. So after the game, Allie and Miles go to the party. Um, Miles like agrees to go to the party because she's a pretty girl, and you're like, "Is that Morgana?" So it's pretty obvious that Miles is Merlin because yeah. he's having these visions. So it would be cool if she was Morgana. They never really bring it up at all. Squirrel is um, a non-character. She doesn't. She's there to look at Miles. Yep. She doesn't talk. Uh, does she have a single line? No. <laughs> like there's times when they will goddess. talk to each other. I don't think she says a word. I don't think she talks. Um, okay, as they walk in, someone says, like, oh hey, as they walk by, and Miles goes, What? See to hate me. <laughs> Miles. Calm down. Miles is a little aggro. Ali's like, just be friendly. Go talk to the girl you like. Um, Miles is like, why? She's pale and she's probably a vampire. He needs vampires, like you know, they had to throw uh, in a Twilight reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they did it 20... in Girl vs. Monster too. Same director. Yeah, and this was 2010, so like Twilight was very popular. Yep, Twilight's one of those cultural time stones that things of the era made for a similar audience will reference it. Yup, they do. Like in the early 2000s, um, DCOMs, you see a lot of Survivor references. Yeah, it's same thing. Um, okay, so then outside there was a scream, like someone screamed. Um, it's because Marco put a spider in the snacks. And then Not he, just one spider, like a lot of spiders. Well, then he eats the spider. Yeah. He fully takes a bite out because of it. Because Marco's great. He's crazy. <laughs> they, Why is he doing spiders. this? They explain. Oh, they were? They do explain it's it was a real spider. No, which makes the prank even funnier. Yeah, he's opinion. like. Because everyone takes it so seriously. He's like, I don't give a fuck that I, there's spiders in here. Munch. 
He found the actual They're just spider. candy spiders that he put on the food, which is genuinely a pretty fun prank, and everyone yeah. acts like he ruins the party for it. And then Will and Marco fight very dramatically again. They are so dramatic. Um, and then Marco leaves. And when he storms off, like Will goes to Alan, like, I'm sorry, I had to see that. Everyone else at the party reacts. Oh. He literally goes, hey, Ali, sorry about that. Like, why aren't you apologizing to anyone? Because no, no one else cares. No one else cares. And then he goes, Marco's complicated. He's just angry that his dad died five years ago and then his mom married my dad. That's like a direct quote, by the way. That's, yeah. They're like, oh, the reason that he's angry is his dad died five years ago. Well, okay, yeah. It's, it's supposed to be two sentences. Like, oh, he's just angry. You know, that his dad died five years ago, that his mom married my dad. But it's like, they did a bad job, of, at least in the subtitles. It's like, he's just angry that his dad died five years ago. Um, and then Will thanks Allie for the football advice again, which is so stupid. It's so important. She so gave, just want to win. Yeah, she gave such dumb advice. I mean, it wasn't dumb. It just was useless. And then um, Miles has another aggressive vision headache thing and they go you okay miles and he goes yeah i'm okay and you will be too will <laughs> like what and then willie's and Allie's like that was weird miles i'm gonna go to the bathroom it's because miles saw a vision yeah so he saw the vision um Allie walks into will's room and she sees like a crown and she has more visions whatever and then she sees lance and jen flirting super hard yeah i think she later says she caught them kissing, but we don't see that. They're like almost kissing. I swear we never see them kiss, but we do. she. Oh, we, we do? do. Oh, well, we... she definitely says that they kiss. Yeah. So, yeah, which, like, whatever. It's pretty obvious that they're flirting with each other. Um, And then. This movie is kiss positive. So then Jen sees Allie and chases after her. And Jen is like, please don't tell Will. It's complicated. So this is the scene where she's just crying. The this whole is time. the scene where Jen's actress is like, I'm going to get my entire paycheck right now. Yeah. And then she's like, I love Will and so does Lance and we don't want to hurt him. It'll be like Camelot if we told him. <laughs> Which and, to be fair, they are researching. Yeah. She's like, it's literally the paper I'm writing. It's, this is like our names too. What the hell? Um, Arthur lost all faith in everything and everyone when he found out that his best friend was banging his girlfriend and and he couldn't go on will has too much at stake right now and then jen's like lance and i are meant to be together please don't tell him we will tell him when the time is right and ali's like okay i would like to point out i think that if they just told him right now this movie would have gone a lot smoother for everyone involved well, and it's so it's, clear he likes Allie. It's so clear he likes Allie. And I don't think either both Jen and Will will admit they are drifting apart. Yeah. And, like, that's not really a secret. Oh, because when it's revealed, like, yeah, Will has a little hissy fit. But then he's like, you know what? Yeah, we're not really close anymore. That's an hour later into the podcast, so we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Pro- hopefully not the podcast, <laughs> but in the movie, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so then while they're leaving the party, Miles asks Allie if she's going to tell Will about Lance and Jen. What? He knows? What? How did Will know? And he's like, oh, I had a feeling. And Allie's Everyone like... Everyone in the school knows about this. Let's be honest. Let's be real. That's it's not true. like Allie was doing anything special to find out. Yeah. They're very obvious about it. Um, and then they leave the party and Will watches them go. And then Lance says hi to Will. And he looks shameful. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Cool. 
Um, at school, Allie has another freaking vision of He does this a lot. I feel nights, like we yeah. basically every time it's just, wow, people are nights. Yeah, but it's... They're not that exciting or anything. Yeah. Um, Allie doesn't mention Jen and Lance are smooching to Will. So. She's just awkward around Will, and yeah. Will's like, what the She's heck? kind of avoiding him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in class, Allie brings the book to Mr. Moore. Again, the last interaction we saw was him being like, oh, you couldn't possibly bring it. It's too valuable. And she goes, okay. And now she has it. <laughs> Do you think she got her parents' permission to bring it? Yeah, I think so. I also think so. But I, it makes me wonder why they weren't suspicious. Yeah. Well, she brings the book and Mr. Moore goes like, oh, Allie, you shouldn't have. Okay, I'll just take a quick little peek. <laughs> And he plays a video. Yeah, he's like, um, class is canceled. I need to read this book. So if you ever want to just spend your class, all the high schoolers out there, um, Watch bring your teacher uh, a cool book. A cool book about a topic they're interested in. And you get to watch Bill Nye the Science Guy. I don't think they're watching Bill they Nye watching in history Nye. class. It was, it was a history thing. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Jen and Lance exchange looks and then look at Allie and then Allie sees Marco death staring at her during the movie. Um, And then afterwards, Mr. Moore goes over to Allie and he returns the book. And then she like kind of invites him to dinner. Yeah. But that never happens. So no, it doesn't matter. He's like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Also, your parents might scope me out as evil. <laughs> that, yeah, that's probably true. Okay, so then the bell rings, and Mr. Moore goes, All right, everyone, get out. <laughs> Usually, kids are like packing up two minutes before yeah, the bell. But it was a movie. Everyone was so engrossed. They're so into it. And then the bell rings, he's like, Get, get out. Um, Miles makes a snarky comment to Allie about her sucking up to the teacher. And Allie's like, Stop hiding your insecurities behind your snark. Um, <laughs> and then Allie just avoids Will some more. So then Allie opens her locker and <laughs> this shot was amazing. This is so there's a mirror. Again, the movie taking itself too seriously leads to fantastic moments like this where the cinematographer is like, I got a great idea. It's I know we so did shake funny. the cam earlier and that was fantastic. Yeah. But now this is better. We're gonna open the locker. Yeah, there's a mirror like on the locker door. You know, people have mirrors in their lockers. And she opens the locker door and you see Marco in the reflection and she like jumps and he goes, I know, you know, it's just a jump scare on it. It's so good. It's so funny. He's like, and I know, they, you they know, never, like cut really to a normal angle here. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, I know, you know, that Lance and Jen are cheating. And Marco's like, don't say anything. And Allie's like, I wasn't going to, but not because you're threatening me, okay? I have my own reasons not to say anything. And Marco's like, whatever, just don't say anything. And then he, like, slams a fist against a locker and then slams her locker door shut and then it, walks away. It's so extra. And for what? He's angry. It's for so what? good. He's just mad that I his dad me, died Marco. five years ago. Yeah. Um, okay, so fade to Allie. She's out for a run again and she runs into Will. Big surprise. And Will's like, why are you avoiding me? And she's like, oh, no reason. Like, it's nothing you did. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's your friends who are cheating on We're each cheating other. On Damn, me. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Will invites Allie to run with him. And then we get um, some montage music and a running montage. And then he goes, race you to the corner. 
We never see the corner. <laughs> they just keep running, and it looks like they're in a race the whole time. And then they, like, stop just, like, in the middle of a sidewalk. And they act like someone won. Yeah, and, like, that's not a corner. Um, And then Will gives Allie a flower. He's like, oh, for no reason. It's a not biggie. flirting I'm not you flirting. Anything, But also, I would cheat on Jen to be with me. <laughs> um, okay, cut to the two talking in the funky tree. Will's like, you're so easy to talk to. It's like we've been friends before we even met. And then Will asks Allie what she wants to do with her life. And Allie's like, I don't know, probably something in law. Because I like the rules. And I like justice. I like I, justice. Do you think this is an actual opinion? Or do you think this is her trying to, like, play off the guilt of having to keep a lie from him? I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> Um, and then we learn that Will wants to go into politics. Yes. Not just go into politics. He wants to be the president. He wants to be the president of the United States. Yeah. This is not like a room of kindergartners who all raise their hand on that. This is him saying like, no, I can do it. He can be president. And Allie's like smitten. Yeah. By him saying, I want to be a politician. She's like, oh my God. (laughs) That's so brave. (laughs) And then they run some more. Cut to Jen, cheerleading. It's football game time. Miles has another vision, and he goes, uh-oh, that's going to hurt. And then Lance gets distracted by Jen, like, cheerleading, and then he gets hit pretty bad. Is this in the game? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the game. Oh, no, Will gets hit. Sorry. Yeah. Will gets hit bad because Lance was distracted, even though he's a wide receiver and he shouldn't have been blocking. Well, okay. There's a lot of things, again, to say that are wrong about this game. First off, this is a game against the worst team in the division, and if they win, they go to state. So, huge game, and they're like, oh my god, the other team just scored a touchdown, now it's 14-14, normal football score, that's a point for them. The other team is the Crusaders. Yes, which I think is a pretty baller matchup, let me yeah. say. Crusaders versus the Knights, let's go. That's let's that's pretty go. fun. Um, This game though is so dumb first off the first the play that we see that starts all this off is like um the knights are trying to go down the field to go score points to go win the game we don't know how much time is left on the clock or anything that's fine but we do get told it's 14 14 late in the fourth quarter so there's not much time left yeah um will is going back to pass. And, you know, you would expect a star receiver to go out and try and get a pass. That would probably be what's going on here. Um, Instead, apparently the play design was Will was going to block. Sure, that happens. Receivers block sometimes. That's You mean Lance? Yeah, Lance. Sorry. Lance blocking is not the most weird thing. Lance is also on the far side of the field. Jen, the cheerleader's on the near side. I don't get how Lance could be so smitten in love. That this is a fraction, but whatever. That's not the football issue. The football play doesn't look natural at all. Um, he gets hit while he's throwing, and like the ball goes up in the air. Defender on the Crusaders intercepts it and runs in for a touchdown. Under football rules, this would make the game twenty to fourteen. Okay. Yeah. With an extra point to go. Oh, um, they also say that the game is over. After the extra point. Again, theoretically possible after, um, like, if the timer hit zero. All right? But then they say 
one line, and it's so... They didn't need to include it at all, which was the only way the Knights can win right now is if they block the extra point and return it for a touchdown. Number one, if this happens under, um, like, NFL rules but all football rules, that's only going to be worth two points because it happened on an extra point attempt. Some leagues, most youth leagues, you can't even score points in this moment. Like, it's impossible. Um, well, whatever. So that means if they brought, returned it back, the score would actually be 20 to 16. The Crusaders would still win. Number two, like, if you wanted to say they still have a chance to win, you could have just said there's a tiny bit of time left on the clock and had them kick off and they get tackled or something. But they wanted Will and Lance on the bench. You could have just said the game's over. Say it was a walk-off touchdown again. That would have been fine. But this is so dumb. Especially yeah. because later on we see them kick a game-winning or make a game-winning touchdown in the third game. Spoiler alert, the good guys win the game. Yeah. Um, and they don't do an extra point there. And we didn't see an extra point in the first game either. <laughs> so at least be consistent with your dumb rules. Also, the way that he, like, throws the interception is close to being, like, theoretically possible, but the way that it's staged is just so dumb. All right, that's the main rant over. Cool. The extra point thing is dumb, and it's funny. Okay, so anyway, Will's mad at Lance. Um, He's like, what the heck, Lance? And Lance's like, yeah, you should be mad at me. Yeah, Lance is feeling all the guilt for his relationship yeah. right now. And Will's like, whatever, just make your blocks. But then the game's over anyway, because the other team scored their field goal. Um, so, yeah. Will stays on the bench long after everyone's gone. Yeah, because he's just feeling it. Yeah. Um, and then Allie shows up and Will is like, why did Lance let me get sacked? Like, that was so weird. Uh, again, he's a wide receiver. He shouldn't be doing that much luck. Maybe he is supposed to do like a cup lock there or something where he touches the guy. That's, mm-hmm. again, theoretically possible. That part I'm not as angry about. But also, you wouldn't be able to identify him as having the problem. Like, he could have just, the defender could have snuck by him. And that would have been fine. Yeah. It wouldn't have been that obvious that a wide receiver did so bad that you got sacked right away. Yeah, so as they're talking, they're just talking normally on the bench, and the camera slightly pans to the left, and you see Marco is just, like, standing He basically appears out of nowhere. He's standing right behind them. He literally, yeah, no, he does appear out of nowhere. Angrily, it's so funny. He goes, hey there, superstar, way to get hit like a girl. Damn. Got him. He's, he um, approves of domestic violence, I guess. He says, Man. way to get hit like a girl. He is also apparently just the worst. The worst. And like mean to his stepbrother because he hates him so much and not out of love at all. And Will's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I got to drive you home. So he's like, okay, bye, Allie. Guess you didn't get to finish what you were gonna say because Allie was like, "Oh, I gotta tell you something." But you yeah, know, she was gonna tell about Jen and Lance. Yeah, and that's why um, Marco stopped him. And then and Marco could appear out of nowhere. And then Marco does the like, keep your lips sealed, throw away the signal. key. Yeah, to Allie. So like, don't tell. All right, cut to that night. Allie's on her front porch. Miles bikes up. He's like, um. 
Allie, you need help. And how do you know? How do you know that all the stuff's going to happen before it happens? What, are you psychic or something? And he's like, don't say that. Like, don't how dare say you? that. And she's like, you can tell me. He's like, no, I can't. I can't tell anyone. Well, I was like, I'm already such a nerd. I don't want to be even more different. And Allie goes, sometimes being different is what makes us great. She gives the most basic advice. Yeah, she's not good at pep talks because the writers didn't do their jobs. Um, and then Miles tells Allie that he's seen the future since he was a kid, but it's like way stronger now. Um, he's like, I saw a vision that you were reading a secret page of like the Order of the Bear book. So they go to like look at it and then he cuts open the secret page and they read it. It says that the eclipse in the meteor shower when they're happening at the same time. They say it in old folklore language. This is, yeah, we're just I'm cutting summarizing. through the plot. Um, that when the eclipse and the meteor happens, the meteor shower happens at the same time, that's when King Arthur will return. Um, and they're like, wow, that probably only happens one in a thousand years, which is reasonable. But apparently neither of them realize that it happens on Friday. It happens next Friday. How dare they just not (laughs) realize this major meteorological event? I hear about eclipses like a year out. Right? Well, it's a lunar eclipse. Is that make it better <laughs> and i it's a total eclipse of the moon a meteor shower at the same time yeah that's so cool that's You're telling pretty me cool. miles mr i'm so nerdy that that's my own only personality he doesn't care about doesn't space know about it no nope. telling me ali misses probably into astrology because that just seems fitting it doesn't know about it um that's the night of the big game that's crazy Arthur's coming back. Beware of Mordred, Arthur's half-brother. He wants to destroy Arthur permanently. Cool. So Allie goes and asks her dad about Arthur coming back. What would Mordred do? I don't know. I guess he would try and crush Arthur's spirit by turning his friends against him and stuff. And that's like Lancelot and Genevieve, how they totally crushed Arthur's spirit. So Allie tells her parents that Will is the reincarnation of Arthur. And the mom's like, I totally knew it. That's why we moved here. Yeah, they just dropped the bomb of like, oh, yeah, the only reason we've been moving here and presumably all the other places they've moved. She said they had a hunch that it was Will Wagner. How the hell did they hear about this? They kid? saw a school with a rising prospect in college football that was named, that played for the Avalon High Knights. And then they went, wait a second, in this one rural town, there's going to be a meteor shower and an eclipse at the same time. And his best friend's name is Lance. And his, his girlfriend's, girlfriend's name is Jen. Jen. And the private investigator we hired, it, which is just everyone in the school. <laughs> because everybody knows that they're cheating on Will. And get this, he has a stepbrother named name's Marco. Mark Gordrick. <laughs> Holy crap. Well, actually, they don't know about the stepbrother. Probably not. No, because the dad goes, well, if it was really him, like, it's, it would be really hard to figure out who Mordred is. It's not like he has an evil stepbrother or anything. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, and they're uh-huh. like, oh, yep, he definitely does. Um, 
And they're like, we'll know for sure it's him when he wields Excalibur, which is apparently any sword. If King Arthur's holding it, it will just become Excalibur. It really makes pulling a sword out of a stone seem less impressive when you could just turn any other sword into the sword yeah, with the stone. it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, the dad's like, he doesn't have an evil stepbrother, right? And Miles goes, evil doesn't even begin to describe Marco. Miles is too dramatic and it's fun. What has Marco done that's evil other than like be a little rude and put candy spiders on uh, he did actively bully miles at the beginning of the movie yeah but in a lame way this just in kelsey thinks you're allowed to be a little mean as long as it's lame <laughs> yeah um that's why marco didn't want ally to blab so that he could be the one to ruins will's life which is a little dumb yeah, it's like, I want to tell him that his best friend and girlfriend are betraying him, not you. I feel like he wouldn't care how it happened. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so Allie's like, we don't have time to research stuff. We need to go tell Will right now that he's King Arthur. And Miles is like, he wouldn't believe us if we told him. And Allie's like, yeah, you're probably right. We'll just wait, I guess. Um, Marjorie... They're, like, not super worried because Mordred probably won't tell Will about the cheating until he's sure it's the final blow. Which is so dumb because uh, I just don't think that this matters enough. Like, it, it will hurt. You, you learn that you're being cheated on. Sure. But, like, we see in the movie itself, it's not that bad for him. He, yeah. he recovers pretty quickly. It is pretty sad though um okay so then miles has like a huge vision the biggest vision he's had and he sees excalibur and Allie's like maybe you're merlin because you're having visions he's like no i'm no not way. okay so is this part of the movie when we're watching it the first time we're like obviously they're probably gonna do a misdirect that like oh will is arthur will is arthur but he's not but at the same time then who is he? Like, is Allie Arthur? But maybe she's not. We kept going back and forth. We're yeah. like, no, maybe, maybe There's Will is Arthur. Options. There's the fact that Allie's name starts with with an A. With an A. Yeah. And all of the obvious ones have name matchings. But Will's name doesn't make it sense. It doesn't match. So we were trying to like theorize about what could be happening. We did have a good theory of more Mr. Moore is Mr. Mordred. I don't think we saw I, that. I, one I feel like I remember us saying that. I don't think we so. We knew he was evil. Yeah, but like Marco is the obvious. If, if you think Will's a fake out, Marco's also a fake out. Maybe. I guess he would have to be, yeah. Um, we also, this was uh, Ben. He was on our episode of Prom Pact, if you remember him. He was like, maybe Allie is Excalibur, which is so good. <laughs> I thought that was Beans who said that. I'm not. I gonna thought lie. it was Ben. Well, it's one of the best. It's, yeah, Beans is that Beans on the Genius Podcast? Yeah, Excalibur. Which, yeah, tragically is not the case. Tragic. I think if the writers thought of that, it would have been so would have funny. Just done it. Have her be the sword. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Lady of the Lake. Well, can we can we start talking spoilers a little bit? You've listened this far. No, let's just wait. Let's wait till the reveal. Okay. Okay. I know we've pretty much said it already, but like, let's just wait because we're gonna want to talk about it when it's revealed. Oh. Um. Okay. In class, Allie's totally drooling over Will. 
and Marco calls her out on it. Cool. Mr. Moore starts an exam for them. They're all taking an exam. And then he's like, Will, what's that on the bottom of your shoe? I just want to point out whoever Mr. Evil Man is, um, really required Will to sit with his feet facing up. Otherwise, this would not have worked. Yeah. Will, what's that on the bottom of your shoe? Oh, it's a note card to cheat. It's a cheat sheet. That for what's on this test. Pretty elaborate to cheat. Like, how are you gonna casually look on the bottom of your shoe? Uh, you sit with your left leg on your right knee, uh-huh. and then you look down, and you can do it. I Absolutely. guess. Um, I I definitely didn't do that in school. I didn't cheat much. <gasps> Oh no, your mom listens to this podcast. Look, the amount of cheating I did was essentially equivalent to using my siblings' homework as a guide. <laughs> um, Mr. Moore's like, how could you do this, Will? And Lance is like, you get kicked out of the game on Friday for cheating. And Will's like, Mr. Moore, you have to leave me. I didn't cheat. And Mr. Moore's like, okay, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt this time because of your perfect record. And then Marco Costi goes, special treatment. Why does he do this? Knowing what we do in the end. We will talk about it. (laughs) Um, Okay, so then after class in the empty hallway, Allie's like, she goes to Marco and she's like, I know you planted that. I know you planted the cheat sheet. And he's like, whatever. That's the end, whatever. Um, Okay, so now we're at football practice, and the team teases Will about the cheat sheet thing. They all have it, like, stuck to their butt. Yeah. They're like, you cheated. We're we're led to believe that Will's not only really nice, but also really popular. Everyone loves him. Yeah, and... They're all really making fun of him. He gets accused of cheating once, and they all, like, are just brutal to him. To be fair, he should have probably been, like, caught cheating. Like, I know he's saying he didn't do it, but that's it's hard to fake that. Yeah. Um, some guy throws a football towards Allie, and Will's like, he gets pissed off. He's like, stop throwing footballs at her. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, maybe we should get a new captain since you cheated on your test. And then Will's sad. Something small I'm going to add on that I forgot to mention my earlier football complaints. Uh-huh. In practice, Will's wearing his practice jersey. This makes sense. Quarterbacks wear a red jersey to show that they, they're not supposed to be hit. Because you don't want to injure the quarterback in practice. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. In practice, they show him getting hit. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, like, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. That one I can gloss over. But I thought it was silly. Had to Will doing push-ups on a bench. Just anger workouts. Yeah, anger push-ups. Allie walks up to him and thanks him for standing up for her when that guy threw the football towards her. And Mr. Moore is, like, watching them from afar. And Allie's like, you know who else was brave like that? King Arthur. But she doesn't get to say. Because Will cuts her off because he sees Jen leaves. And he has something to do. We, we've gotten to the point where Allie's like, we just need to tell him, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure she was about to tell him. Yeah. Also, he's like, there's something I have to do. Was he going to go break up with Jen? He doesn't. That's what it feels like. But he doesn't do it. I feel it, like the writers were like writing plot points and put him in and forgot to take stuff out. Yeah, no, this is, it feels like he's going to break up with her and make everything fine. And you know what? Maybe they already broke up. <laughs> and he just thinks, 
If you rebounded that fast, it would still hurt to see your best friend smooching your ex a day after you broke up. Yeah. So you know what? Headcanon, they did break up. Cool. Um, Okay. So then Allie runs into Mr. Moore and he's like, Will's a special young man. And Allie's like, hey, yeah, you know about the reincarnation thing? Pretty sure it's Will. Yeah, she's just like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident your, like, weird thing is real. Mr. Moore's like, yeah, I'm not surprised. It's Will Wagner. And And she's like, I just, I really hope Mordred doesn't stop it. Yeah, Allie's like, so you're going to help me? And he's like, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm not going to let Marco. Marco, yeah. Marco won't won't stand in anyone's way. All right, cut to science class. Oh my god, it's another class. It's not just European history. This We're is in the science. One time. And Allie is staring at Marco, and Miles has another vision and stops Will from pouring his stuff in the stuff. That's what I wrote. It's little science speaker into big science figure. Yeah, it's like let's combine these chemicals and see what happens because that's what you do in chemistry class. And um, Miles is like, Will, don't do it. And the teacher's like, Miles, it's fine. I put these together myself. Um, and then, so Miles is like, so much for being Merlin. Like, I was wrong. Um, but then Allie pours her stuff in the stuff and it explodes. It's weird that it was Allie's that exploded and not Will's. We actually get an explanation for that later. Did they switch vial? Why did Miles see Will? Exploding. He probably just saw a vial that exploded and, oh, and assumed it was. Yeah. Because who's the important person in this story? So immediately after it explodes, Marco comes up to Allie and it's like, "Are you okay?" I guess whatever. And then he goes, "Sometimes when you get too close to something you're not supposed to, you get bored." He's so dramatic. It's great. Like she could have died, she, and he's basically and been yeah, I did this to you. Yeah. The teacher's just like, what? And then he just like walks away. <laughs> and Allie's like, you know what? I'm going to tell Will after school since, you know, the eclipse is literally tonight. <laughs> so he's so dumb. Plot twist. Allie's Mordred. She doesn't <laughs> realize it. Um, okay, so then Will pulls up to school that night for the game and he sees Lance and Jen uh, kissing in Lance's car. There's the kissing. Yeah, and then Will gets uh, back into his car. <laughs> he just gets out of his car, sees it, and drives off. Uh, it gets back Notably, in Notably, um, Mr. Moore and Allie both see this happen. From yeah, they're watching. Points. Like, yeah. everyone, also, Marco is watching. Yeah. Everyone sees this happen. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And then Allie starts chasing after Will on foot. In the locker room, Lance tells the teammates that Will saw him and Jen together. He's like, where's Will? And he's like, I don't know. He saw me and Jen together and like nobody's surprised because everybody in the school knows. Also, based on what we saw in the practice, everyone hates Will, but he's also the only good one on the team. And so they're mad he's not there. Yeah. It's weird. Okay. So then Allie runs to the funky tree and she finds Will. Okay. She's on like the top of the hill and this mysterious shadow figure pushes her down the hill. We're led to believe it's probably Marco, but they never confirm this. She just gets she up. Just gets she's fine. Hill. She it's pushed. really a minor inconvenience in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't impact her at it's all. It's so funny because they literally never explain it. She pushes her down. pushes her down the hill, and then she gets up and she's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. 
It's so good. This is why I like this movie. It's so stupid. This movie thinks it's so smart, but it's so dumb. Oh, and they're like, who pushed her? It was Mordred. Whatever. Ellie's like, I have to tell you something. Um, Will's like, I know. I know about Lance and Jen already. And Ellie's like, no, no, no. It's so much more than that. Like, you're King Arthur. You have to change the world. You have to believe world. me. You're King Arthur. <laughs> Everyone's been waiting for you. And you know what? Will's right. That's a good metaphor. That's a good metaphor. You're right. I can't let my team down. Everyone just loves their King Arthur in this movie. And then Miles like shows up in his car and honks. And Will's like, hey, Miles, can you give Allie a ride? All right, cool. Thanks. Bye, Allie. Like, okay. And she's Allie's mad that she she's didn't like, get no, to say everything. You well, are like, King Arthur. And Marcus she's in a Arthur. good spot. <laughs> Well, like, he's going to go play football. She's like, no, like, Marco's Mordred. You have to do more things. I don't know. And Will doesn't listen. He drives off. All right. So cut to the game. Uh, Where's Will Wagner? Oh, there he is. He's back. We got to admit, this is, like, two minutes left in the half. I guess. Yeah, they, like, take a timeout and they get Will on the field. Like, the coach is like, I shouldn't even let you play, but I'm going to. They're down 27 to zero, which, yeah, first off, real football score. Well, yeah, apparently the backup sucks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, they're like, wow, no one can ever come back from down 27 to zero at half. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, like, Will goes out on the field. Like, they're going to start playing, right? And then the stadium lights go out. And they're like, guess what, guys? It's time for the meteor shower lunar eclipse. Like, they were at everyone facilitating the games acting like they're going to let this play happen. And then they shut off the fucking lights. <laughs> Which, maybe they had special rules because, you know, it's a really cool meteor shower. Again, this is one I'm not going to harp on too much. Wasn't a timeout at that exact moment. Would they have stopped the game? They probably would have heard the play go. Yeah, so then they watched the eclipse and meteor shower happen. And then the lights go back on and they resume as normal. Like, all right, everyone, that was cool. Um, And then Will gets sacked because his team hates him. Yeah, the team just, this one, the team just lets him sack. The offensive line goes, we're not going... This important game that we all care so much about. Yeah. And we're not going to block for you. We're not going to block for you because we hate you. Because we fucking hate you. Um, Cool. So then in the locker room, it's halftime and Lance apologizes to Will. And Will's like, it's cool, I guess. And then um, the, Will's like, we're... We're just like the Knights of the Round Table. We're it's like, brothers. I really like this metaphor now. I like this metaphor a lot. We're brothers. Um. Oh wait, no. Or is it Lance saying that? I think Lance says that. I think he's I think like Lance says. Yeah. We're the like the Knights of the Round Table. We're brothers. I'll go break up with Jen for you. And then Will's like, No, don't. It's okay. We're not even close anymore. It's fine. <laughs> like he gets over it pretty quickly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You missed the first half of the game, but yeah. Whatever. Whatever. And then Will's like, All right, now he's giving a speech to the team. He's like, Hey guys. Remember what victory felt like? Oh my god, it's what Allie said. So advice. He's like, we're the same team. We just gotta believe we should win. Alright, who are we? Knights. United. We'll never be divided. Knights. I love that they add the second knights in there. It's it's just a good chant like before that, but then the second knights just makes it a little awkward. Um, on the way out to the game, Will tells Jen, like, don't worry, Jen, it's fine, I'm over. Because Jen was also going to go apologize. Yeah. Um, he also thanks Allie for what she said. 
you know, about how, remember when Victory fell? <laughs> this is such a good speech. So good. Wow, I can't believe I said that. Am I then, like a poet or something? Then he's like, oh, wait, hold on. I forgot my helmet. I got my coke again. Like, dude, you were going out to the field and you forgot your helmet? What's wrong with you? Um. By the way, the team they're playing is called the Dragons. And Pretty cool that they all have, like, medieval-themed names. Yeah, and you said... The announcers were like, oh, they're undefeated this season. And also, they're undefeated this season when they were leading at half. Well, let me explain this. The previous week's game, the game against the team that was last in their conference that they lost to in an upset, the Crusaders. Um, After this, they said, now the only way they make it to state is if they beat the undefeated Dragons. First off... This means that they would have made it to state, they said, if they beat the Crusaders. Like, their record would have been good enough. Yes. Normally, for high school, it's just, like, one team in your conference goes. But maybe that's different. I'm not going to harp on that too much. Well, they did make a clear statement that the Knights are, or the Dragons are undefeated this season. And then... (laughs) Then they say, guess what? The Dragons are undefeated in every game where they were leading at halftime. Which is just... Which is, it's true. They're already undefeated regardless. Already undefeated, but they're also undefeated when they were leading at half. So then Lance goes up to Allie and he's like, where's Will? Everyone's asking where he is. Well, I guess we'll have to go find him in the locker room. So then in the locker room, Allie sees Miles. I'm sorry. In the locker room, they can't find Will. And Allie's like, Miles, you have to use your vision powers. And okay, so Miles is like, I don't wanna, and she's like, do it anyway. Miles is like, it hurts, hurts. and Allie's like, suck it up, suck it up. You're Merlin, so he's like, fine, I'll try. And then then he he figures it out. Yeah, he sees Marco, um, taking Will to the school theater. So they go to the theater, and the shaky cam is back. Blair Witch Project, who? Um, and they see. Marco is like on the floor groaning in pain outside the theater and they find Will inside and they're like we're here to save you and he's like where's Marco Marco was trying to warn me and Allie's like you're King Arthur and he's Mordred and then it's like no 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 Mr. Moore is Mordred Mr. Mordred Mr. Mordred right there is right there the whole time so plot twist Marco's not evil um also now mr moore just has a british accent out of nowhere he did pretty fun pretty funny um and his cane was fake yeah it's actually just mordred's it's not even it's staff i feel like he just throws it away well it becomes merlin's staff oh you're right it does later on so yeah he he has a british accent now and he's like i'm evil and he's like doing his evil monologue well, no, before that happens, Marco just pushes him off the stage. Yeah, he pushes him into the orchestra pit for the and then, theater. And then Marco says, that was really cool. Wait, Marco says that? Yeah, I said that was really cool, Marco, unless someone else said. Maybe it was Miles. I feel like that's a Miles. I might have wrote the wrong person. Um, yeah, um, so yeah. Marco is just actually... He's a good guy. He's a good guy. So he's he's been a- acting like a dick. For no reason. Yeah, so apparently Marco's father was in the Order of the Bear. He so takes out this pendant that he was wearing around his neck. I'm part of the Order of the Bear. I was just protecting Will because Will's obviously King Arthur, right? 
And so let's review everything Marco has done. Um, he put the spiders on the food. He bullied Miles, who is Merlin. He went up uh, special treatment. Special treatment for Allie. Um, I, it makes sense now why he's like, don't tell Will about Jen and Lance. Yeah. Like, that's fine. He was being a little spooky about it. And he, his excuse was he didn't know what side Allie and Miles were yeah. on. Um, so that's why are we assuming it was Marco that pushed Allie down the hill? I think we are. I think we are because the figure matches up. It doesn't match up with Mr. Moore <laughs> and no one else has incentive. No yeah. one else has incentive. Why did Marco randomly push Allie down the hill? Because it's funny. That's all Marco does. He's actually just a comedian. So oh. yeah, basically Marco was very funny the whole time and he was a secret good guy. Will is Arthur, and Miles is Merlin, and Mr. Moore is is Mordred, and he starts, like, transforming, like, his clothes change, and he grows hair, and he's, like, hot now. Well, yeah, he get, he takes off, like, the I'm an innocent teacher look, and he goes full like, on eyeliner Disney on, villain. And his long hair, and he's British, and he's, like, hot, Loki, okay. Um, so Marge is like, I'm gonna kill you now, and he does some like wind magic with his staff to knock them all over. Like, they're not really getting injured, they're just kind of falling over. Um, and then yeah, there's no like, real violence in this. <laughs> they start just like throwing random shit at him in the theater, like props yeah. and stuff. Um, and it doesn't work because he's a magic invisible shield. Um, and then Allie grabs a sword, it's like a fake prop sword and to stand they're, in front of the will play they're doing at the school is julius caesar so yeah which is funny to me because that's the backstabbing yeah. one and this is like what the teacher's backstabbing what? us yeah and i'm pretty sure they say like what a plot twist um spoilers for later this isn't how the book goes so i think that was them saying plot twist we're not following the book yeah so anyway ali has a sword now and um it's a fake sword and he goes you think a silly toy sword will stop me but then the sword transforms into excalibur because Allie is arthur it was her guys now you may be thinking then what does will have to do with this they'll explain <laughs> they do not um so then Allie sees herself in armor on a horse and she goes i am king arthur transport to new zealand yeah so they like are transporting the beach of new zealand now where there's just old timey medieval and there's horses and they're all in armor miles is dressed like merlin yeah miles is dressed like merlin and he's like ally behind you and then we see the same shots of the horses charging each other like the beginning of the movie um ally gets knocked off her horse and now it's like a sword fight against Mordred and Mordred's like you know I thought maybe you could be the lady of the lake but I never thought you'd be King Arthur and King Arthur can't be a girl sexist and she's like yeah here we are um and then they have a slow-mo sword magic really did the reveal of just like oh her toy sword's Excalibur and since we had that one line earlier she's King Arthur she's King Arthur King Arthur I mean yeah like that's what the whole movie's kind of hinting at but yeah when we were watching it for the first time we were just like hoping that wasn't the answer yeah, because otherwise too it, predictable as a fake out. But the Lance, you know what? the Lance and Jen thing doesn't make sense anymore because Allie is Arthur. Well, it was breaking her up, not being able to tell Will about it. I mm-hmm. think that was the concept. That's weird. 
Um, okay, so they're like slow mo fighting. Will is also there in, in armor and he's fighting, and Marco's there is fighting, and also Lance is there. Lance is not in the theater with them. No, so why is Lance he is in, in New football. Zealand? He is playing football at this moment. But why he's also in the magical fighting land. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Um, Miles has to call his magic staff back from yeah, Mordred. Like, oh my god, Mordred's staff's actually Merlin. Yeah, and it just works immediately. And I wrote, why is this fight happening on a random beach? It, it doesn't make sense. It would make more sense to have stayed in the location of the theater, yeah, but whatever. They want it to be thematic. Um, so then Mordred uses some like sand bending and he uses the force to get the sword from his horse. I don't know. And then they fight more and Allie wins. It's just an action scene. Yeah. It's not done poorly or anything. It's not great. It's just not fantastic or yeah. anything. Like it's mediocre. Yeah. So then they transport back to the theater. Um, so I and I thought this was all just kind of like metaphor, like a metaphor of like, oh, we feel like we're fighting on a beach. But no, they were like actually on the beach it, somehow yeah. with magic. Um, and now they're back in the theater and the cops show up. I don't remember why. Someone probably called the cops when <laughs> they heard all the, the ruckus going. Of the- and they're like, and the teacher's like, they brought a weapon. And the, they're like, nope, it's a prop sword. And the cops like, oh, it's plastic. So Mr. Moyer claimed that she was attacking you as bogus. And then Mordred tries to like Which, grab oh, Allie. Off, that's a quick dismissal of the claim, but yeah. I guess he was like, no, this sword's real. Yeah, no, it's so, fake. They're yeah. and they're like, we're doing a play. Um, and then Mordred tries to grab Allie and starts screaming about his destiny and, and stuff. And he gets arrested. Yeah, so the cop arrests him because he's like trying to attack a minor. He's still like a big sorcerer, so he's gonna find a way out of this, yeah. I'm sure. They'll make a um, sequel to this movie eventually. Yeah, and Allie's like, yeah, we did it, Miles. And she's like, oh no, what if this is all a dream? And Miles' like, this isn't a dream. You're Arthur and I'm Merlin. And then he turns his staff into a little pen with magic. Because he can do that. He can do that, apparently. And they're like, uh, they leave. And Marco's like, wait. And then he like bows down to Allie. And he's like, thank you, your highness. <laughs> and I wrote, where is Lance? He's playing football. Was he there at the fight? There's no good reason. It doesn't make it's because sense. in football, you're always on a beach. This is the logic the football writers have. Okay, so back at the game, there's 12 seconds left on the clock. The score is 30 to 35. Okay. So apparently they've been leading this incredible comeback with the backup quarterback because they were yes. down 27 to nothing. Yeah. So now they've gotten 30 points. Yeah. At that point, don't put Will in. Honestly, don't. He, He'll throw the team He's not thrown a pass in this game. Um. Okay, Miles sees the girl he likes. Oh my god, she talks. She says, cool pen. And he says, thank you. Cool hair. Thanks, She bye. does say a line. Yeah, she talks. And then we see the parents and the mom's like, oh, I really thought Will was Arthur. Guess I was wrong. We'll never know who it was. And Allie's kind of a couple rows back and is like, oh, haha. It's me. Whatever. Um. So then they play out the rest of the game and Will runs the ball down the field himself. Okay. Touchdown night. Yeah, he doesn't throw. We he win. just tucks it and runs, which, sure, cool. We win. Walk off, touchdown. No extra point. Yep. So third game, no extra point on this one. He scores a touchdown. This would make the score 
36 to 35. Yeah. Meaning this is actually a situation where a walk-off two points, block extra point is theoretically possible. And they should have done the field goal. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would ruin the momentum of the film. So why? Yeah. They wanted Will to have the glory. It's so dumb. So yay, we're going to state. Um, Marco. Carried off the field. Marco is watching from the shadows, but this time he's proud. He's not evil anymore. And Allie is like, it's okay that Will's getting attention because Miles is like, they don't even know that you're, like, you're King Arthur. And she's like, it's fine. I feel like I'm up there with him. But then Will comes down and he kisses Allie, right? They actually kiss. And he goes, wait, so if you're King Arthur, what does that make me? And, and Allie goes, you're my knight in shining armor. Uh, it's annoying. He's literally nobody. I wish I could just be happier with the idea of Will being literally nothing. I'm not. Because I wish I could be happier. They hype him up the whole time, and he, it's so perfect that, like, there's Lance and there's Jen, and his stepbrother was going to be evil. Did and, King Arthur have a wife? I don't know. Because if he was did. Was it Genevieve, or was it, that just his, like, side hoe? <laughs> I don't know. Um. So then Miles hugs the girl he likes. And we're like the end of the movie now. Yep. So now we're, they're all just they're at a round table, guys. It's a cafeteria table. Yeah. And then it turns out they're all wearing funky medieval gear because they still like the medieval hair. And Allie, Will, Miles, Lance, Marco, and some other random guys are sitting at this table because remember, there's just like other football players. They that need are to fill night. out all the nights. Yeah, and also Jen is there. Um, and they're dressed in medieval clothes. I think this is metaphorical, but maybe they are dressed well, like that. I think that. they're teleporting between the two realities. Oh, right. Because there is like an alternate dimension where they are fighting. Or where they're in New Zealand. Um, so Allie's King Arthur. She lifts up her sword and they all put their swords in the middle of the they table. Do the whole meme thing where they all put the swords in and it's like, yeah. we're all together agreeing we're on We're here, this. except for Jen. She doesn't get a sword because she's a woman. Yep. Um, but she's not King Arthur woman. She's just. A woman. Um, and then we get a slow-mo shot of Allie riding the horse on the beach. And freeze frame, fade into the sunset, over the waves, credits. The end. That's the movie. Boom. What did you think? Uh, I made it pretty clear through here. I like Avalon High. I liked it more on a rewatch. Mainly, so the majority of my enjoyment comes from Marco. Marco's... I think I've underrated him through the first watch. and just... He's the best. Every scene that he's in he's is so, really funny. He's so dramatic and rude for no reason. Like, he's literally so good. a good guy. He, like, we talk about how we like Lance and Frenemies, for instance. Yeah. And there's other characters like that, where it's just a one-dimensional character being evil for no reason <laughs> or being dumb. Yeah. But Marco does it better than any. I think it's because the actor was really playing it up well. The cinematography is like, this is a real threat. And it's just a guy standing there menacingly. <laughs> so silly. Yeah. Um. So this is a reveal that it's like, no, it is Allie. And it doesn't really make sense. Just take our word for it. It's just so dumb. It's dumb. It was why would she push a down a hill? That's funny. <laughs> See, I think it's funnier having known everything because we went into this knowing who everyone was. Yeah. And that to me made it better because I didn't have to complain about the fact that it doesn't end in a way that I don't like. I just get to watch this and go like, okay, it's really funny that Marco, someone who's literally no one in this, 
He gets to be a knight of the round table at the end, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, someone who's literally no one important is just doing all of this stuff to, like, protect Will in the dumbest way possible. Yeah, like, he does a bad job. He protects him by being mean to him. Yeah. He says, oh, I needed to win Mordred's trust. There's other ways. So do you want to know how the book went down? So I'm guessing Will was actually Arthur. Yeah. So I read the spark notes. So here's what here's the differences. Um, in the book, her name is Elaine or Ellie, not Allie. So Excalibur. Yeah. She also moved from Minnesota, which is fun. Um, okay. Can you tell what state we live in? Comment below. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Marco was expelled from Avalon High. And also in the book, they're apparently they are half brothers instead of okay. stepbrothers. So there's no Miles. Mr. Morton is his name, is the teacher. He's Merlin. Oh. Yeah. So Mr. Morton was part of the Order of the Bear, and he tells Ellie about it. And it wasn't her school project. Her school project was about the Lady of Shalot, I guess. I don't know. But he explains that he thinks that Will is Arthur, Lance is Lancelot, Jen is Genevieve, and Marco is Mordred. And he urges Ellie to escape Avalon and let Marco destroy Will, apparently. Um, lest Ellie finds herself in the role of Elaine of Astolat, who died in the myth of King Arthur after falling in love with the king. So he's like, you should get out because I think you're this person who's in love with... Who's gonna die. Who's gonna die who's in love with Arthur. Yeah. Um, So then, like, the two bros get missing and eventually Ellie finds Will in the park and they kiss. But then Marco shows up with a gun. Ooh. Yeah. And he blames... Shout out decom guns. They're rare, but they're fun. He blames Will for his father's death. And they're, like, half-brothers. Yeah. So then Ellie tosses Will a sword and he literally dodges a bullet while this is happening and then Marco gets arrested. So Will is Arthur. Marco is Mordred. Yep, Marco is Mordred. Will is Arthur. So it turns out Will is his middle name and his first name is actually Arthur. He's Arthur Will. That's a little dumb, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, and then Mr. Morton says that uh, Marco is no longer channeling Margaret's spirit and the Order of the Bear is going to look after Will, so it's fine. And he's like, oh, it turns out, Ellie, you're more like the Lady of the Lake since you gave Will the sword. So you weren't the other chick. Like, I thought you that were actually sense. the Lady of the Lake. That makes sense with how both She's a Lady of the Lake. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's the differences. Also, there's a sequel book called Avalon High Coronation. So... There's the differences. I feel like the book makes way more sense. The book makes more sense. Um, they wanted a girl power movie, though. Well, yeah. The only change I think the movie does that would make them better is I kind of like the teacher being evil. I feel like that adds a dynamic. Yeah. No, I feel like having Merlin also as one of the kids makes sense. Yeah. But it's not an important enough issue for me to, like, say that. The book's also going to be better written. That's just going to be how yeah. it is. This is the author of the Princess Diaries here. Hell yeah. All right. Final Jank House ranking for Avalon High was 85th. Which is terribly low. You had it higher at 77. Which isn't that much higher. I'll probably move it up. I have it at 83, so I'd like the same. I don't remember what tier. Like, to me, this is low A tier. No, it's not. I had a good time. That's such a lie. I I have it in in D tier. 
Yeah, which is too low. Where do you have it in your original ranking? Uh, I had it C, C. low C. It's yeah. eight, that's your last movie in C. I'm C-tier. telling you, I really enjoyed it on a rewatch. I had a good time. That's crazy. Okay. Well, if you have thoughts on Avalon High, you can email us at the dcomduo gmail.com. Yes. Please do. Please do. Um, normally we'd be spinning the wheel, but dun, whoa, dun, dun. plot twist. There's a new decom coming out. Yes. It's called the sleepover. It's apparently the hangover, but a decom. Yeah, so from when this episode releases, it's coming out the friday after so we're gonna watch it and that'll be our next episode so we have a little bit of time to watch it ourselves yeah we have like a week so to watch and record about it so yeah caught that it was coming out yeah no literally literally today the day we're recording we're like is there a decom coming out soon we should probably check and there is so good thing we caught it so we can review it right after it comes out and we'll let you know what we think. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. you can find us on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's pretty fun. Decom Duo. Duo. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening. Uh, let's do a fake win- spinning of the wheel. Do, 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 do. Oh, my God. It's the sleepover. It's actually called the slumber party. Oh, shit. Um. So we're not gonna do we're not gonna spin the wheel this week because we're doing the new movie called The Slumber Party. Um it's definitely not called The Sleepover. It's called The Slumber Party. And from what we've heard, it's like the hangover, but for kids. Yes. So that should be fun. I mean, honestly, that's not that bad of an idea. It, it can I'm, be it can executed badly, but I feel like a kid's version of the hangover has potential. I'm interested. Prom Pact ended up being good, so I'm optimistic this one. Prom Pact looked like it could have gone wrong in so many ways. Yeah. Um, recent decoms are generally hits. We're maybe crazy for saying that, but like... We're adults watching we're these adults movies. We're adults watching these movies. And we like them for the most part. We don't like under wraps. Spoiler alert, but... Otherwise, the recent movies have been pretty yeah, even good. Even Wonder Wraps 2, we like have some positives of. Not that much, though. There's one line that we are very positive on. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it eventually. Um, Cool. So thanks for listening. And we'll see you in two weeks for the slumber party, not the sleepover. Because <laughs> that's too close to hangover, yeah. probably. The slumber party. Cool. Thanks for watching. Goodbye. <laughs> Scenes from our next episode. I can't. <laughs> what happened at that sleep? I mean, slumber party. Oh my god, my head's spinning. I can't remember anything. Was I hypnotized? <laughs> what happened? We have to figure it out. Wait, where's our friend? Is that what happens? I've not even Why watched the trailer. Why are there ducks in this bathtub? Is that, are you reading plot points for the movie? After a birthday slumber party, such friends Megan and Paige, along with soon-to-be stepsister Veronica. Yeah, it's definitely hangover. Wake up with no memory of what happened on the previous night. They are determined to retrace their steps to find the mythic birthday girl, Anna Maria. It's literally the hangover, but for kids. They also have to figure out why there are ducks in a bathtub.
why Megan's right eyebrows got and why she is wearing popular boy Jake's hoodie. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm actually so hyped now. 